Hey, the Pistons are scrappy, but it's quickly looking like we got all our balls in that lottery bag. Down! Hut! 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 Aw, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl! Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! All right, everybody. Hey, it's time for another episode of, I would say, All Right Bet, but we're, we're doing like a mashup this week, Andy. We're going to have a little DWMOD action. We're going to talk some sports, have some of our regular segments here, guys. Quick hits, knock it off. We're going to bring in Andy, talk about some of that stuff, too. And then we're going to get to All Right Bet and finish off the season on this, um, you know, this season-long contest we've been having, which is coming down to the wire, buddy, for sure. Well, well you know, we, we, uh, we got to make our move. Kind of now in the, the playoffs. Now it's time. Yeah. Yep. And then right around the corner, playoff challenge again. Uh, Anthony Finale is back. We're going to be doing the, the playoff challenge once again. And Anthony is going to kick that off by being here with us this week to be our final guest picker of the season. And man, we got to make a run at trying to win this thing, man. We, I, you absolutely. Know, as, a, as a defending champion, I feel I'll be ready to go in the playoff challenge. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, man, because it's anybody's ball game. We're going to have our first double winner. We could have our first back-to-back winner. Could be could be mayhem, and the teams yeah. are crazy, but we are going to get to breaking down the playoffs, no doubt about it. But to, to kick off the week here, man, we got to get to a little bit of quick hit. I mean, now, Andy, I got to get your take on this quick hit. It's that Lions-Cowboys two-point fiasco, man. I mean yeah. – yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Oh. I, I, I mean, first off, I thought the Lions were the better team for like, I don't know, two and a half hours. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. The whole time. I, and I will, and you know this because we talked uh, during the day, like I, I was on, I thought Dallas would kind of stick it to them. I thought Dallas would, I took the minus five and a half. I'd also teased Dallas. So I, and then, you know, I think midway through the second, I was like, I'm on the wrong side. I, I just thought the Lions were better top to bottom. You know, on that on that call in general, that last call, look, I think it's a little on the lineman. I mean, he's got to make it clear. So it's very tricky, right? He can't just he can't jump up and down and be like, I'm eligible, you know, but he needs to make it clear because the, the ref does go to the defense and tell them, right? So it's not like sure it doesn't need to be like so secretive. The other team's gonna find out in one second. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about this two-point play. And um, thank Rex Ryan for being the only pundit on television that said, I'm not going to ball gargle any of our sponsors here. I don't care. He's laid it out and was like, no, this is 100% on the referee. Like Dan Campbell said in his uh, postgame, before the game, we talk about trick plays with the referees. The fake punt. Walked them through it. The two-point play, walked them through it. Draw it up, walk them through it. Here's the guy. Here's where the ball's going. This is going to be the formation. The whole thing is set up for the referee. He knows. So when that point in the game came, he knew what was going on, and he knew that play. Now, here's where the referee got lazy and fucked up, and I think a lot of people don't realize. So part of the Lions' plan there the whole game long is skipper number 70 is checking in all game long and making himself eligible. And they're making the announcement number 70 is eligible the whole game. And they kind of suck the Cowboys in on this. That's a distraction. They've been doing that all day. It's not going to be a thing. So then at the end of the game, they have Penny Sewell and uh, Decker are over there by Brad Allen. You can see them. And the video evidence is ridiculous. Goff 
sends Decker over to check in. You see the video. Right. You see the video of Decker standing over there with Sewell. Skipper's not even on the field yet. The referee's looking right at Decker. He's swiping his chest and talking to him. Right. And then 70 comes running on the field. And Brad Allen's so arrogant. He's like, I don't need to listen to you guys. I know what it is. This is again 70s algebra. And he walked over there and fucked it up. Now yep. it's a dead, it's 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 dead ball right there. There's no clock running. He doesn't need to run over to the defense. He could wait two seconds anyway. Sure. They did everything they were supposed to do, and that guy's eligible. And then to me, even furthermore, the arrogance of Brad Allen. He announces Skipper, he announces 70. Now, when they line up the play, if you look at the video, Skipper does line up at the end of the line eligible, right? Then right. the Lions shift and Sewell covers him up and the wide receiver covers him up. At that point, Allen's take is still, well, they're fucking up their own play. Right, Not, right. Oh, I might have fucked this up. This is that play Campbell was talking about. That's the shift he just told me about right. the other guys eligible. It's still, he fucking, no, Lions screwed up the play and the guy didn't. That's bullshit to... Yeah, uh, to the utmost to me. I mean, no, you for sure. it up. I mean, the ref is the is the a hundred percent to blame here for this. You know, yeah, this, this issue. Uh, but you know, it, it's one of those things that I was when the Lions, you know, when they were down, whatever the score was, twenty one. I don't remember twenty to thirteen. Yeah. Whatever. I was. I remember my my family was in town watching the game, and what I did enjoy was as soon as they started the drive, I'm like, they're gonna score and go for two. I just yep. knew it. I knew it. I started texting some people. I think I texted you. They're going to yep. go for two. Uh, I, I think that's. I, I. I guess I wanted to say like, I. I. That's to me a good job by Campbell. Like, he at least right. he's stuck to who he is all year, and he's like, this is how we're going to play, and and he did kick the extra point at that time, and I was like, this is great because you knew it was coming, and you were like, oh my god, if they score a touchdown, they're going to win. And yeah. that, that yeah. is what I thought pretty much that entire last drive. As soon as they scored the touchdown, I was like, because, you know, as you know, I had the Cowboys tease with a few people. And I was like, oh, no. I started counting my losses at that point. I yeah. was like, that's yeah. gone. That's gone. That's gone. I had three times I had to tease. Uh, so yeah. you know, I got to give Campbell a lot of credit on that. He, he did. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and more and a ton of credit to golf, too, man. I am so tired of these bandwagon lion fans. I got to call all of you out right now. Shut up, shut up and learn how to watch football, man. Quit watching the lions through those beer goggle lions eyes of years past before Stafford, where it's the quarterback, it's the quarterback. Even right. when Stafford was here, people were crying for Hill to play. And it was just like, you don't know what you're looking at. Like the, the them blaming golf to the extent that they want to blame golf. Let me just and going for two. Also, that was a thing all over the internet, Andy. Everybody, right. you should have kicked it. You should have kicked it. He should have kicked it. Let me tell all you something right now. I, I don't, maybe I don't agree with the call once you're backed up and the thing went haywire and you're at the seven yard line. Maybe I kick it in that situation too. But let me tell you why that doesn't matter. They already won the game. Right. They already won the damn game. Right. And then they want to cry, well, golf through that interception in that last drive and then didn't hit the tight end. I didn't really like that play going right. to your backup tight end on it, but he's open and everybody bitching. Well, golf couldn't make the throw. Let me tell you what Jared Goff did. Jared Goff threw an interception and it, it gave the Cowboys the ball in the red zone with less than two minutes to go, like a minute right. and 30 to go, gave right. them the ball down there and they got a field goal. That's most guys like that's it. You fucked up. You lost the game. 
This dude comes back in, drives him right down the field, sticks it in the end zone, and sticks the two-point conversion to win the game. How are you hating on that guy? Am I off here? No, I'm with you. Goff has been, you know, he's been, he's been good. You know, like Goff, especially like in the dome, which is, which is, I can't believe I I didn't. Why I'm like so mad at myself for not getting the lines. Like Goff outside. I think I've said it a lot in this podcast. Like Goff outdoors, I don't love, but Goff indoors, like he's great. He's that's like he loves playing indoor. Like I'm sure most guys do, but he's really good indoors. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite end of you on that seven. I'm, I love that Campbell kept going for it. I'm like, one, it puts a lot of pressure on and, – and it actually worked out for Campbell, right? It, w- it would have worked perfectly. Had they gotten it, they would have got the two seed. I, I'm actually kind of a believer that if the Lions had gotten the one seed, they would have, have won – gone to the Super Bowl. Like, I think they would have won the yeah. NFC. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of a, a big, big proponent of that. That was the terrible thing. Mm-hmm. The about that two point call is because that goes from the Lions locking in the number two seed to now having to be the three seed and go on the road, and then the worst case scenario, uh, because I would go to Philly right now in a heartbeat. Right, they dump to the Cardinals. Now we got to go back to Dallas. I mean, that's I, if yeah, we, I kind of like it. I, I like it because you know if Fun. there's one game the Lions are going to be ready for, you know it it is yeah. that Dallas game. Like they're going to. Because I would again, I'm not going to be suckered in to Dallas this time, right? Like, there's no. no way that that game happens. But you know, it's also kind of why I, there's part of me that wants to take the Lions minus three and a half this week because one, they're going to play their starters. I think it's going to be kind of an angry Lions team. Like oh, the, yeah. the the key, the, like my issue with that game is like my instinct is to take the Vikes, and like somewhere the Lions just kind of pull their starters at some point, and then the Nick Mullins get some. Terrible touchdown and sure, sure, not know, their style. Back door, but I kind of think the Lions are going to. I just, I, I would that game maybe is probably a stay away, but I, I kind of want to just ride with the Lions and watch them just destroy Minnesota. It's going to be a, an angry team, I think. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent because that's who they are, man. You you can't look at them through conventional eyes. That's Campbell, and it's all those players on the team. Amon Ross St. Brown is furious about not making the Pro Bowl right now. The team is pissed about this Dallas game. They feel completely disrespected. I, I, I wouldn't put a pass them to go out there and send the league a message and just hammer the Vikings and yeah. watch the Vikings start pulling starters because the Lions are pouring it on. I mean, right. But that's the, that is the good thing of what um, uh, Campbell did. Like, I, I, that's why I liked it because you know he went for two and it worked out. As I was saying, it worked out his way, right? Because then the Eagles lost. Had they beaten Dallas, it was sitting at two. It's like, it's, it's yeah. it was it was a, a good call. I loved him going for it three times. The third one felt like a real big fuck you to everybody, which I really enjoyed. Oh, it was so tin cup. It yeah. was so tin cup, man. Another ball. Another yeah. ball. Yeah. They if they had gotten backed up five more yards, I think he would have gone for it again. So Probably. Like, oh, let's yeah, go. Probably. Be, I kind of, my Dan Campbell this year, I was like, ah, is he a good coach? I'm like, oh, he's pretty good. And then I think I hit a valley. Uh, uh, and now I'm back. And I'm back in with Dan Campbell. You know what? I, I try to tell a lot of people when they're like, and I get a lot of messages from people that are like, you see, hey, I love this guy, but man, he costs us games going for it all the time on fourth. And he does this and he does that. He's probably cost us two games this year doing that. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you this. I, I'm like, you got to look at Dan Campbell in a headset like you looked at Brett Favre under center. 
There right. are going to be some games where his shit is going to get you in trouble. But 80% of the time, you want that guy because he's right. going to win you the game. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's kind of, you know, you know, in all these playoff games, like he's probably going to go for it. And he's going to yeah. maybe put the Lions in a spot or two. But if the game's close at the end, you know, he he may go for it and win the game. And that's kind of how you get far yeah. in the playoffs, right? Like you're, you're yes. going to have to take some shots. And, he's and here's yeah, I agree with you 100. And here's why it's different for the Lions than other teams. Other teams get a coach doing goofy shit like the Chargers and Staley. Right. They come to the sidelines scratching their head, shaking their head like this guy's hurting us. This guy's hurting us. This Lions team, this is who they are. If right. he doesn't go for it, they're going over to the sideline, going, "Come on, man, let's right. go." You know, right? Like, he's been like taking. He's been doing this all year, and like they kind of expect it. And he seems they like want a, it. He seems like a dude who like. I think people will like playing for him. You know, I think. It's oh, easy. yes. He, he he represents the mentality of the team. This ain't the Dan Campbell show and I'm going to go for it. This is we. He uh, is always. We decided we're going for it before that drive started. We were all on the same page. And I believe him. And this team plays the way they play because of that attitude. Yeah. So you got to take it or leave it. You got to take yeah. it. I loved in the presser at the end when he was so pissed off, he couldn't even find somewhere to throw his bubble gum. And. His one of the first things he said right into that microphone was, "That's fine, that's fine. We'll see these guys in another couple of weeks, and that'll be good." Yeah, and I was like, "Here we yes. go." Well, I mean, I, I'm definitely taking him over McCarthy, right? And when they play, when that game comes, I'm like, "Give me Campbell, give me Campbell." Oh my god! He I imagine, I imagine just guessing that the Cowboys are going to be like a three, three and a half point favorite, something in that area, maybe four. Like, especially if puts it on whoever they play at seven. You know, and, and if Detroit's in a close one, that's kind of the perfect storm. You want that for betting on Detroit in round two, you kind of want Detroit to win by three, not look great. And then you want Dallas to blow out whoever they got to blow out at seven. And then it's just, I cannot wait to pound the Detroit money line at that point. Oh, I'm going to be all over it, man. These guys are going to be out for blood. And I'm going to tell you this too. We're going to get more into this when we break down the playoff picture coming up down the line here. But like, it is nothing short of irony that Matt Stafford might win a playoff game in Detroit before the Lions do. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to play Stafford in the Rams. You also have like Goff versus McVay, which is great. Yep. That's oh, great. man. I mean, you know. Hey, you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Rams, you know, the Rams, I don't think yeah. the Rams care, right? They're going to have to go on the road regardless. So we'll, they, clearly they don't as they're pulling guys. Pulling stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing is really lined up for one of the most epic Cinderella Super Bowls, I would argue, in the history of, of the NFL. We've never made it to the Super Bowl. We've won one playoff game ever, and then our playoff run is going to line up with McVeigh versus Goff and Stafford coming home. We beat them. We go to Dallas and avenge the two-point horse shit. Then yeah. we go out to San Francisco, mega underdogs, probably 10-point dogs, and beat them and go to the Super Bowl. I, I, you couldn't show me a better run. It's a good – It's it's got – there's some nice storylines for the Lions for sure. Oh, man. It, it, it's, it's there's some great ones. There's some great yeah. – you, you also could possibly get, you know, like Cowboys, Packers, McCarthy versus the Packers, obviously. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, so you there's some, you know, I don't I, I don't want to jump the gun, but you know, I just I mean I, the Ravens and the Niners are probably the two best teams, sure. For I sure. Don't, I don't think we're gonna get that Super Bowl. Something tells me one yeah. of those teams is gonna miss. I don't know which conference, but just one of them's gonna miss it. Yeah, one of them's gonna miss. I think one of them's gonna miss. And if I just had to go mathematics here, I would say it's gonna be the Ravens just because of the Browns. Sure. 
I don't see a team outside Detroit that is really going to press the Niners in San Francisco. You're going to need a team with grit and will to overcome how good they really are to beat the Niners. And I don't see an NFC team that way. Browns could beat the Ravens. Well, that they could. I'm I'm kind of not as high on the Browns. I know I know you know I was just with our mutual Browns fan Brett. Yeah. And like I, as I was saying him last night, like I look, I love Flacco. I love what he's doing. I get it. I'm, I'm enjoying. It feels good to have Flacco back in our lives as a yep. quarterback. But I, I just Joe Flacco is going to have to go on the road three times. You're telling me he's going to go on the road three times with the Browns and score. I, I just don't. I don't know how. I don't know. Didn't how. He, he, it's the same thing he did with the Ravens, though, too. Right. So here we yeah. go. Not no, a good score. <laughs> that's what everybody. I think that. But also he was 27, 25. Sure. You know, like. That that's my Browns. I don't. I'm not that I'm. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be the team. Though I, I have to admit, I will say this. I have to admit, I might have looked at Kansas City plus 900 to win the AFC or win the Super Bowl. I, I did take a little sneak peek the other day, being like, "Look, it's not crazy, right? No, it's not. The, there's a chance where the Bills go out, right, and then they beat whoever the six seed is. Then they go to Miami, and then Miami's pretty beat up." And then you're just giving me one game in Baltimore. Let's assume it's in Baltimore. If the Browns win, then it's in Kansas City. If that, you know. So I'm not drunkenly uh, uh, thinking it's going to happen, but it's not out of the realm. It's not, it's out, not of out of the realm by any means whatsoever. It's not out of the realm by any means whatsoever. I'll tell you one thing that is completely out of the realm, and that is Brad Allen's crew doing any postseason games. The NFL releases their video exonerating the crew of any wrongdoing and blaming the Lions, even though the video shows. That one shot in the video where they go all the way out to the catwalk so they can get Skipper on the picture on the field. I mean, it's like it's the most corporate shit, and then they go, didn't do anything wrong. Uh, They won't be doing any playoff games. Oh, okay. Okay. I think they're working the Sunday night game. I think they're, yeah. working, that, well, they're yeah. working. That's a huge game that they're it's working. It's a huge against. game. I like, know. Oh. Uh, it's ridiculous, man. But they're out for the playoffs, so that's great. Yeah. So anyway, hey, we're going to get to some more NFL here in a minute down the road. But right now, we got to get to one of my favorite segments, Knock It Off. All right, everyone. Time to do me a favor and knock it off. Okay, Andy, I'm going to give you this knock it off right now. I want everybody to knock it off with any team giving up three number ones to go draft Caleb Williams. Who is giving three number ones to the Bears for Caleb Williams? Knock it off. Uh, Three's hard. I don't like, what did the Panthers give up? Two? Two and a number two and DJ Moore. So that's why all these teams now are arguing, well, we want three then. Yeah, Hmm. that's kind of the price. That's what they do. I mean, there are a few teams that I would I guess you got to see like what I'm thinking like the Jets. I mean, I got Rogers for a few years, but like, wouldn't you I'd take Caleb over Rogers? Uh, they probably won't do it. Like what? Like no, because they're in a window of where they think they're going to try to win it. So they're not giving up those draft picks right now. Right. right. No, it's, it, no, it's true. They, they don't, they, that doesn't make any sense either. Well, like, I mean, it kind of does if you, but they're not going to do it. They're not, they got I'll Rogers. give you, I'll give you a couple of teams here that people are talking about, but I'm going to tell you, just stop. Just stop with the noise. You know it's bullshit. Is Pittsburgh and New England stop? They're, those teams don't operate that way. They're not yeah. doing that. They're not happening. They gen- no. generally don't do that. So I think there's probably five teams that legitimately would like to trade up. I'm not saying they'll do three. Three's ridiculous. If anybody does it, your GM should be fired for mentioning it. This isn't the NBA. Those draft picks mean shit in the NFL. Right. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of teams. Giants, 
Denver, Raiders, Washington, Atlanta. These are the teams that would need to move up to get a quarterback, I think. But none of those teams, would you give up three? I think the team I would keep my eye on there is Washington, mainly because new owner syndrome, right? They just last year, Snyder sold the team. Mm -hmm. Right. And magic is on that, that, you know, he's on the board, magic Johnson, I magic, like he's our friend, but magic, yeah. uh, well, I think you could just say magic and we know who he's a Michigan about. guy. He's a Michigan yeah. guy. Yeah. So, you know, I like that team to me would, would be a team that would try to make a splash. You know, I think, you know, uh, that, that, and they need a quarterback, right? Like, so, yeah. Especially if they give the job to be enemy, right? I think you make a fair point. Right. They give it to be enemy. They like, they will, they might trade up a little more and the bears, you know, get, go get another, it, it's a great spot for the bears for sure. You know, so I, the team, I, you know, I always thought fields would go to Atlanta, but now I kind of think, why doesn't Atlanta just sit at whatever they are? Eight, nine, 10, right. I think they're in that area. 11, 12. Yeah. And take the LSU kid, take Jaden, Jaden, uh, Daniels or whatever. He'll probably he'll probably fall down there. And I don't want to get too deep into like the next draft or whatever, but I absolutely think Penix is a guy a lot of teams are going to miss on. They're going to pass and pass and pass and pass. And that guy's going to get in the NFL. And here's why I think he's going to do really, really well. If he lands on a team that's looking pocket passer offense, this guy throws the ball deep, accurate as hell, over the middle, accurate as hell. Gets the ball out quick to running backs and, and quick slants and shit, accurate as hell. Yeah. This guy is a special thrower, and right. he's not a small guy. I think yeah. he's going to do well. He's got he's got to me AFC West written all over him in some way. Whether it's the Raiders or the Broncos, like I feel like one of those teams are going to take a little shot at Penix. Yeah, or but, NFC South. Yeah, those teams, all teams need it. Tampa needs it. I mean, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, Tampa could use them. Falcons, if the Falcons sit around and grab him late. Anyway, we're getting off topic yeah. here. But would you give three picks for Caleb Williams? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell yes, you. If I'm Washington, I would. If I'm the Giants, I don't know if I would. Right? I, I think. I think certain teams, I would. Like what? Washington has nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah, but you can't. You can't get nothing for three years in the first round. In the NFL. Like, traded, I mean, this, the other argument. The other argument too is they traded Sweat to the bears. I got their second round. So it's like giving up three, right? They're still like, it's like, yeah, I'd rather have a first than a second, but if I trade two and then I get Caleb and then I still have the bears second, you know, like it, it works out a little more than you think. I guess if you look at it though, like the depth of this quarterback class here too, right? Like yeah, yeah. I don't see the need to give up three picks. Okay. So I don't get Caleb Williams. There's no guarantee that, that no. Caleb Williams, to me, he falls in a category of a guy that is, on paper, more likely to be a bust than some of the other guys, just based on their measurables. You, you know, are, what I mean? are you a Drake May guy? I'm not huge on Drake May. I think he's one of those guys that has a big upside, but he's going to need to land on the perfect team with the perfect system. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think he. I wouldn't jump the gun to take him any sooner than I could either. If he fell right. to me, I'd take a shot. Um, same with the Daniels kid. Uh, I think he's a good football player. I think he is, but does that translate into the NFL? We don't know anymore. You got to be special like Lamar to make that kind of thing work. Not everyone is. We know that in our lifetime, we've seen two guys, Vic and, right. and Lamar, and that's it. I mean, so the odds just aren't there. Let me give you a fact. You usually give me facts. Let me give you a fact on this one. 14 players ever in the history of the league that were drafted number one are Hall of Famers. Now, Stafford's soon to join them, sure. but only 14 ever number one picks are even Hall of Famers. And it ain't right. that tough for an NFL Hall of Fame. So right. 
are you giving up three? I'm just not doing it. Now let me let me give you a list and you you give me a yes or no. These are all number one overall pick quarterbacks. Would you have given up three number ones for them? Uh Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, probably. Joe Burrow. Time. Yes. Joe Burrow's a yes, right? I'd say uh, Trevor Lawrence at the time, maybe, but yeah, yeah Joe Burrow is. I would have been wrong, probably wrong on Trevor though. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, he, at this point, he's not he's worth fine. three picks. Yeah, he's fine, but yeah, he is Joe, not worth three number ones though, correct? Probably so not. probably not. That right. would have been a bad move, right? Um, Joe Burrow will agree, yes. Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray, no way. At the time, he's small. That's the problem. He's but, such a good athlete. He's like, and I think he's like one of the five best NFL athletes. Like. Dude, the Cardinals have no business in being in these games. Their team's so bad, and Murray yeah. brings them. I mean, you remember the beginning of the year, you had the Cardinals winning zero. Zero games. You bet on them to win zero games. And they just went yeah, to Philadelphia, down 21-6 to six at halftime, and beat them. And, I look, I, the Eagles are broken. I'm not They're struggling. Broken, but still, that, that, that Eagles team's very good, right? It's a good oh, team. Okay. That, and, listen, and, I'm not saying you're talking crazy. I'm not saying you're talking crazy at all. You're making a, you're making a fine point, but I'm saying in the parameters of this discussion, okay. not at the time. I'm saying the, right I, now, I, if you had given up three for Kyler Murray, would you be like, "Oof, that was bad." Yeah, he's just small. He's just too small. Bad. I would have thought. Too small. I would say no way. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, no way. No. Jared Goff, sorry, no. 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 Jameis Winston, no. no. Andrew Luck, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Um, I'd probably say luck. Cam Newton, no. Eh, I mean, I have, MVP. I have, you know, he did just win a national title, and that 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 Auburn team went like thirteen and zero at that time. He's big, fast. Like, there, eh. I think there's an absolute fair argument for a yes for him. I would just, yeah, he won an MVP, took a team to a Super Bowl, but like that window for him was not as big as everybody thinks they remember. Yeah. No, there was no. a little window where he was really good and dominant, and then he fell right off the boat. Right. Uh, right. Took him to a Super Bowl. You can't argue that. I'll give you a yes on Newton, maybe. Okay. Uh, Sam Bradford, no way. No. Matt Stafford, yes. Stafford, probably. Stafford if he'd have landed on a good team, he'd have four Super Bowls right now. He has had a good career, too. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, no way. No. Eli Manning, no way. Carson well, Palmer, time, no. You know, you're, yeah, it's hard. You know, at that time, you know, you think Peyton, you're like, you just kind of, just like we're giving this Arch Manning all the credit in the world. But yeah. I have yeah. no idea if that guy's any good. I'm sure he's good. I just, you know, who knows? Yeah. So that's like 20 years yeah. of number one overall quarterbacks. And I think maybe three of them we were unanimous on. I'd give up three picks for that guy. So that means those guys are generational. Do we think Caleb Williams is generational outside the noise of everyone telling us he is? Uh, no way. I'm not betting on that. I, I think it's such a quarterback heavy room. You you got to take the swing and you got to do. And and that's the only way you're going to ever get in the game, right? It's the only way. If you want to be a relevant NFL franchise, there's one way to get in the game. Look at the Texans. Like, thank thank God Carolina blew that pick, right? They were sitting there too and took yeah. Stroud. Stroud yeah. has made the Texans. To me, the Texans are like the Lions from like two years ago or a year ago where you're like, sure. this team's coming. Right, Stroud is, I don't know, one He's of the phenomenal quarterbacks in football. Yeah. So like, you got to take a swing, and yeah, you may miss, but I, I think you got to swing, and and I think it's part of the reason Washington's been so bad. For example, is like they can't get the quarterback right. So like they got to me, they got to take swing. same with the Giants. They took a swing with Daniel Jones. I think yeah, they, they got they the got code. It, they got it. They got it wrong. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like 
I, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't want to seem like I'm against taking a swing. I just think the swings are starting to match major league baseball. You're just hammering the bat through midair and hoping you catch contact. I mean, you're giving yeah. up three, you're giving up three number ones. Now that's not a swing. That's a freaking Hail Mary. It's I'm the like, price of admission, right? And it's the price of admission now. And like, look, the bears got a great deal and the Panthers blew it. And, and there's no, you know, like they took Bryce and they should have taken CJ. Now, look, yeah. you can argue like, you know, those Ohio State quarterbacks, the history is not good, right? Uh, you know, kind of like how I feel about Drake May. Like, the, 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 do you know the last two North Carolina quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL? They're currently playing. One is Sam Howe and Sam the other Howell. is Trubisky, right? Oh, it's yeah, not, Trubisky. It's not like North Carolina. Like, to me, it's like they're kind of like Ohio State, right? Like, it makes me nervous to take Drake May. Somebody, yeah. one of these guys are going to have to break the mold, like kind of like what CJ's yeah. doing in Ohio State. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in, like, if I'm a Washington fan, for example, I keep saying that for some reason, I, th- I think I'm I think I'm willing to, to take. I'm willing Here's to why I'm going to say no way to Washington. Just quickly thinking about it. They're going to pick number two, right? What are you giving up a bunch of picks to move up one spot when there's four guys in this draft, you're not ready to win right now. You've traded away your defense. You got to rebuild there. You got to rebuild the offensive line and you're going to trade away the next three years to draft a quarterback. Who's just going to get his head caved in for three years. It just, it's not going to work, man. Sit at number two. You got the enemy's going to take over the team. He's the quarterback whisperer, right? So uh, why, why if I'm Washington, I'm really thinking no for me, I, I build the team from the inside out, then get your quarterback. It's always been my take, but yeah, know. right now they're at two. So uh, right. if you're watching, you don't need to do so. You can take May yeah. or or whoever. Though the Bears sitting at one, that's the that's the real. The Bears are. Well, they, I know we talked to us a couple weeks ago. We're gonna like get into biggest, that biggest move in like t- for ten years. The next decade is set here with the Bears. They gotta. You know, yeah. I won't forget. But yeah, yeah it, goes, that, it goes Washington, New England, Arizona. That's the way it goes. Two, three, four right now. Yeah, I think I see the only team maybe trying to do something here is I'm with you. It's going to be AFC West. I think Denver or the Raiders might make a move for them. I don't see the Giants, Washington, Atlanta, Pittsburgh. None of these teams doing it. I'm with you on that. I will agree there. Um, I think it's Denver or the Raiders that take the swing. Well, if Denver could also just grab Penix, right, at 12 or what, you know. They could. You know, they, they, could. they could make some move or trade back in into the first round because you want to get that first round extra year so if some team likes Penix and he's not gone at like 25 then, yeah. then it's coming then it could be yeah. coming he'll be, be a steal guy. there he'll be a steal there well let's jump into one last thing here let's get another quick hit here man. now this is going to take us into talking a little uh bears again here because okay. I'm going to ask you uh, quick hits where is Harbaugh going after this national championship game? And I'm going to jump in and say, now, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the record with Chargers. I think before we start hearing a lot of people saying that, we were saying it here, right? Chargers is a great fit for him, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, be a good fit for him. He's also going to have the option of the Bears, which is floating around right now. Now, I will make a prediction. If he takes the Bears job, which which is not crazy at all. You know, he's tight with the family, the yeah. owners. He played back this the team. Good fit for him. They got a lot of picks. They have a big upside coming. I'm going to argue if Harbaugh takes that job, they're looking to shop fields and pick Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there's been the rumor that Eberflus is going to come back. Sure. 
You if know, they beat the of, Packers, they've been really good in the last. Like, yeah, you know, like they've they've beaten some teams. Should have beat the Lions. Should have beaten the Browns. They they've beaten some teams like the the Bears. You know, it's not crazy. They could have been in the playoffs. They just could have bared up a couple of those games, and you know, like the Lions game, they should have they blew that. The the Browns game, I I, I still can't believe they didn't win that game. You know, those are the yeah. two I think got away. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I I don't th- I just think the Bears will. Again, we'll know what they're going to do to me if they fire Everflus. Then I think Fields is gone. You know, and it, it, I think the only way they fire Everflus is if Harbaugh is interested. And I guess that's kind of where my head's at on this thing is if let's say we're the Bears front office right now, you and me, and we're sitting here, and, and the discussion absolutely is this: Harbaugh wants the job. This guy just did a very good job in the last seven games. Right. He's got this team winning a little bit, but this guy's an unknown, wasn't doing well. Last seven games, they bought in. Some guys are playing well. Um, they made the move on defense, got picked up sweat. That helped a bunch. Yep. Do we ride or die with this guy looking at the future with all these picks and all these players we have right now? Or do we say, thank you for your service. We're bringing in a guy who's known to win. We're bringing him in and give him all these presents and move forward. What do you do? Uh I, I, if I'm the Bears, I, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Harbaugh's going to ask for too much money. The Bears tend to be a, a tighter organization. You know, if you look at their last like five coaches, they're always these like horrible, horrible guy. You're like they're just cheap. Mm-hmm. They're a little cheap on the coach front, and then you make, then you have to get good for the Bears, and then you pay them. Uh, so I, I think the, I don't think the Bears will do it. I don't. I, I think well, even if they fire Everflus, I don't think he's gonna. It's going to be Harbaugh. So I'm, I'm kind okay. of. I'm a, I, I think I'm at Harbaugh. I think there's, I think it's the chargers are a good call. You know, I, I like that a lot. So yeah, I don't think Raiders is a good fit. I don't think he wants to go there. And I think they're going to give the job to Pierce. Yeah. You know, I think the thing I would think about this year and hiring a coach is that the teams that were successful with their new coaches, generally uh, the coaches either got an offensive star like the Texans with Stroud or they, or the coaches were offensive coaches like, mm-hmm. like Indy. Like if you put a defensive coach on that Colts team this year, what did the Colts finish? Four and 12, four and 15, yeah, probably. but they had an offensive coach, right. Who worked around the offense and went offense first, defense second, right. The Colts are defense is horrible, but their offense is pretty good. Right. And same in Arizona. Once they got the right, once Kyler got back, right. It was an offensive that's the only way they're going to be used scoring points. Like their defense is bad. So I, I think that to me, the trend is, I think what has made these first year coaches successful is most of them are offensive coaches. And I'm not saying Harbaugh's not Harbaugh's a very good offensive coach, but I, but I think if I'm running a franchise that that's what I'm noticing, right? That's what I'm picking up. Sure. Is that I, think it's gotta, a, I think it's a fair point. You got to get some offensive coaches and you work back through the defense. Like the Texans, I think, tried backed into it, right? They were coming in from a defensive way, but they also happened to hit the their okay. number two pick. And if they don't hit that number two pick, they're you know, they're gonna run out whoever they've been running out since and they're gonna get beat, right? But they got lucky with Stroud, hit Stroud, hit Will Anderson. Now now they're they're just they're just gas, all gas, no breaks now. Yeah. So I think you gotta I think I think if you're running a team, you, you have to look at the offensive uh play callers first, right? That's why I like the Lions guy you know, I'm not. I don't think Kellen Moore is going to get a job, but he's not that far away. Two or three years. You know, Harbaugh. Yeah. Harbaugh is a great coach. He doesn't strike me as like 
an offensive coach. He just strikes me as a really good coach. But but I, I think he's going to be in the mix for sure. I, I'll disagree with that. Just the fact that I see him absolutely as an offensive coach. He's a guy where you build through the run, but you have a quarterback like a Kaepernick or somebody. He loves these big mobile guys that can also be good passers and get it downfield. He's always had guys like the Andrew Luck when he was at Stanford. Like he yeah. likes those type of guys. He loves a Caleb Williams type of guy. Um, and I think he absolutely is a guy that builds through offense. Just with his track record everywhere he's coached, it's kind of been the story. Um, you know, even switching to McCarthy at Michigan this year, you know what I mean? Like his yeah. numbers aren't like Daniel's S, but that's because they run the ball so damn well. But you watch their offense and it's RPOs. McCarthy takes off running. He can deliver the ball. You know, these are guys that I think Harbaugh really loves. So that leads me to, I'm going to throw out one more just crazy wild card and you could disagree with me or don't. Mm-hmm. But if the Bills fall on their face and don't even make the playoffs, mm-hmm. boy, maybe they fire McDermott and Harbaugh's up there with Josh Allen. Well, I, I would have it. That's a. I love that call. If they, if they, but then I think I would. I think the coach of the Bills would be the Giants coach. I, oh, yeah. I, I think uh, that coach. I can't think of his name. Dayball. I think Dayball would leave the Giants, and the and because. The Bills, when Dayball was the OC, the Bills were just money, right? They were money. So I that then that triggers, that's a waterfall to me, if that happens. Then you're going to get Dayball up there. Then you got Harbaugh. Is he going to the Giants? I kind of think, by the way, I think Harbaugh's going to stay at Michigan. That's kind of my prediction a little bit. Like, oh, he just hired that new agent this week. Yeah. What do you do that for? Yeah. But I'm like, if you win the national title, just like you're going to be golden. I'm not sure. You know, but I, yeah, I think Dayball goes to the Bills at that point. They work the Bills and, and the Giants work out some deal. Yeah. yeah. I th- you know what? I'm going to say you just threw a dart right there. Dayball is a great call right there. That's a great yeah. call right there. Well, who knows? We don't know where Harbaugh is going to wind up, but there's some of our speculation, man. You guys can tweet us and let us know what you think or whatever. But that brings us to a point where we're going to start looking at this year's playoffs and the scenarios happening this weekend. But before we do that, guys, we got to get to the sponsors real quick. Let's throw it up to your main man. Give it up to Sports Authority. Let's give it up for Gordon Butterfield. He's going to tell us what just happened. All right. He's going to tell us what right. just uh-huh. happened. What just happened? Brought to you by the Sports Authority. At the Sports Authority, you can gear up to look just like a pro. From little tax to full-grown adults. But they can't help you play like one if you're not any good. So don't suck. That's the Sports Authority, a Chapter 11 company. Welcome back to We Paris for the final heat in the Indoor French Championships. And the man lining up behind the pole is none other than the favorite, Pasquale LaRoque. They call him the Magic Man because once the pistol blows... Poof, he's gone in a puff of smoke. A clean start. And there he goes, taking off on the heat. He'll start to pull away, and it looks like LaRoque has done it again. Ha-ha, And just like Quibby, he disappeared immediately without any warning. Everybody's baffled. Well, let's try and take a closer look without revealing any industry secrets. We see as he crosses the finish line, everybody looks up to the clock for their times, and he disappears right through a trap door. Oh, David Copperfield. He leaves everybody scratching their heads. Even the finish line judge is trying to find out where he disappeared to. 
But like any sorcerer worth his salt, he'll never tell. Put him on the milk carton. He vanished into thin air. Oh, what just happened? Well, that's Gordon. That's oh, Gordon man. right there, man. That was that's good. Gordon right there. Now, one more thing we got to throw out here, guys. Uh, Rust Belt Club, right? Get on yep. that Rust Belt Club. Check out those T-shirts. Mud, they got everything online. It's a T-shirt of the month club, all right? And, and they're... Their moniker there is it's an it's an inquired taste. Now, these are T-shirts where, you know, you see them and it's like you're driving across the country or something and you stopped into some random bar and it's like the two molars tavern or something. And they got a weird sign out front with teeth. And so this is like T-shirts where people are going to look at you and be like, what what is that? What is that from, right? It's an inquired taste. And if you get on to rustbelt.club right now, they're going to give you a discount. Anybody listening to the show, put it right in the code. There it's DWMOD30. They're going to give you the discount on your order. So get on there and check that stuff out, man. It's a lot of great stuff and get you some Rust Belt Club. Let's do it. Yep. All right, man. That's what, by the way, that's what we should play for when we get, uh, we should, we should uh, squeeze Anthony to like put a Rust Belt Club shirt up. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. We need some Rust Belt gear for the winner here, man. Yeah. Let's jump into some playoff scenarios real quick before we get yeah. to our picks, right? Um, let's just start with the first one. I don't, I got to apologize to you and Anthony both. I know I prepped for the show and I sent out our picks for the week, and there's five games on there I noticed. I didn't put the Miami Buffalo game, and that was supposed to be the sixth game there, guys. And I didn't put it on our list, so it won't be an official pick. But you and I can break it down right now. What are you liking this one, buddy? Uh, all my instinct tells me to bet the home dog, right? That that's that is that this is part of the problem. So it, it's a you know, I love this home dog getting a field goal. I think I just saw it today, it's down to like two and a half. So it tells me the pros are coming in a little bit on Miami. Um, I think it's I think the public's gonna be on Buffalo. It's a public, that's a very public team right now, and I think the pros are probably on the Dolphins. My instinct tells me to bet the Dolphins, but the problem is we got some issues in Miami right now. We got like their defense has blown, like lost two or three guys. You know, Waddle's hurt. Tyreek Hill's kid is like lighting his house on fire. Tyreek's got like random lighter. He's got young. Look, I have a young child. I, I do not have lighters just lying around. It's a crazy thing to do. You, have, you probably don't have lighters lying around either. No, and Tyreek's got a history of um, bad decision-making when it comes to young children. We'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, but. he does. He does. So, and also Tua, you know, Tua's been – He's look, these good teams are giving them problems. The real problem is that Buffalo doesn't uh, – they, they're not blown about. They play close games, right? So, you know, I think there's a world – I'm just going to throw this out there, and, and I do have some money on, on Josh Allen to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. I think it's not – crazy if if he does something absolutely magical this sunday night on national tv national tv look lamar's probably going to win the mvp but if he is out of his mind magical and does all these things that he can do maybe he wins mvp i'm just throwing it out there it's he's got to be magical though possible he didn't even make the pro bowl so (laughs) you know uh uh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That would be. I, 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 I kind of lean. I, I, you know, if it's under a field goal, I think I'm going to take Buffalo. If it gets to three, I think I'm probably on Miami. Yeah, I'm going to go heavy on Buffalo here. I just am. I, I, I'm going to, and I'm going to, you know, defer back to some things you already said. Miami is really beat up, man. Yeah. Tua 
almost didn't make it through that last game. Looks like the end of the year is taking its toll on him. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo's defense is playing really well. I'm going to expect them to get at Tua and cause him some problems. Um, you know, Waddle's hurt. Tyreek Hill standing outside on the news watching his house burn down. He's still in a compression boot. That ain't boot. good. Yeah. He's in a boot, man. I mean, it's just like the defense has kind of taken a step back for them. Um yeah. I just don't like where they're at. And Buffalo has seemed to be on a mission the last five weeks of like, okay, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I mean, don't the know. last game they lost, they should have won. They, they, the yeah. game they lost was to the Eagles. They should have yeah. won that game. They were the better team that game. So, yeah, I mean, it's a hard game. I, I thought I would love Miami, but I, I'm I'm finding myself veering into Buffalo a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to be shocked at like going into halftime if you're like, oh, man, I'm going to flip a different game on. Like yeah. this just doesn't look competitive, man. You know, I don't know. I'm going to be big on Buffalo this week. Um, that's where I'm going to land. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, brother. No, I'm saying it's going to be a tough. That's a tough last game. So I, I also, I would wait on it. Just my last advice on this to see what the, all the scenarios are, right? If Pittsburgh wins, like, you know, like what is the scenarios is Buffalo in regardless. I mean, I think they'll still try to win, but you know, I, I would just wait to see all the scenarios. Right, 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 right. Um, there look, most of the other scenarios I think are in our big pick six this weekend. I don't think there's one outside of the games we're picking that has playoff implications on it, correct? Well, the, the Seahawks, the, the Seahawks, we have the, the Saturday games, those are the kind of the we don't do Saturday games, right? I don't think we did. Sure, I don't think we did on the picks, no, right? So, the Not Saturday right. games are important a little bit, right? Because look, the the uh, the Texans. And oh, that's look, on our. That's on ours. Yeah. Okay. So, what about the the Steelers game? Right. Steelers have to win. They got to win. They got to uh, win to have a to have a shot. Right. Even if they win, they're most likely out. I think are they the seven seed right now? Is that right? I, I thought they were the seven seed at the moment. Um, but maybe not. I'm looking real quick. Um, yeah. Go ahead because I didn't think so. I think they have to win and they need some things oh, to go right. their way. They're currently the nine. But but the Colts, Texans, one of those teams are losing, right? So yes, off the bat. So then you have the Steelers. If they win, they go to ten and seven. Then if the Bills lose, you know I, that so it becomes important. Right now, if Houston wins the game, they're in. If they lose the game and the Jags lose, they're in. If Colts yeah. lose. That's it. They've got to win or they're toast. Right. That's the scenario there, uh, from my understanding. Yeah, I think so, that's right. Yeah. By the way, I mean, I like the Ravens. I just want to say it. Give me the give me the dog. The Ravens? Oh, this weekend? Sure. Sure. Give me Why the not? give me the plus. Also, I'm never betting Mike Tomlin's a favorite. You know. No. And, like, and, and just like, this game's this is always the dog game. Like, right? Whoever's the dog in this game, you're taking. Uh, listen, yeah. if this were in the middle of the season. Your, your logic would be correct as it is right now, correct? And if it were in the middle of the season, I would also make the point, um, you're riding with Rudolph? He had a couple good games in a row, and I'm not going to hate on the guy, but I'm going to bet on him for a third one? Nah. Right. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I just don't think so, man. Yeah. So but, I, I, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, I'm trying I'm looking to see what else we got. You and I have uh, our games. We have the Tampa game. Tampa wins, they win the division. Uh, if they lose, they could still get in. Right. Let me tell you this. I just want to throw it out there, and this will be my – I think I'm 0 for 11, but I'm taking the Carolina Panthers one last time. 
Oh, don't do it. I'm de- you know I'm doing it. You know <laughs> no, I'm taking a home four and a half point dog. You know I'm doing it. I don't want to do it. I just it. I have to. This sort of play is going to win you more than you lose. You just have to do it. You know, I just got to fit. This one has lost me a lot. Carolina, I think I, my, yeah. I think my record, honestly, is something like one and seven on Carolina. Yeah. Why well, ride with them if you want? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not, I'm out on that, brother. Not, not t- I'll be on the money line. I'll be on the, you know, I'll I'll be on them. Sadly, I'll be yeah. right. Uh, that scenario there with like Tampa Bay. If they win, they win the South. If they lose, they can still get in. If the Saints win, they win the South. But if the Saints lose, they can still get in. If Tampa Bay loses, they'll be in right. over Tampa Bay. Um, the only one in that three-way scenario that is ride or die is the Falcons. If they win, they win the division. If they lose, they're out. And that's right, the end right. of that. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's the breakdown on those three games right there. Uh, I, you know, I think that takes us right into getting into the big, big pay six here. Andy, we think, man, right, yeah, I'm into it. Let me give you one last one though. Before Let's do you it. Go. Let's do it. I love I, it. Cause I think, you know, the theory and they're sitting there home dog game is important to them. Would never bet this team on the road, but would bet this team at home. Do you know the team I'm talking about? I do not. His name is Mike Vrabel and he's oh. a plus three and a half. Like this is this is a spot. This is a variable spot. They they're gonna try. I I think it's absolute banger. Take the three and a half. Take the money line. Take the Titans. Got right. to take the Titans. Got to take the Titans. Yeah, there is the chance here this weekend, guys, for some little two and three team money line parlays that could really pay off. It's that type of weekend, man. You don't know yeah. what's gonna happen or who's who, and the lines are squirrely. So you could yep. get paid this weekend, no doubt about it, man. Yep. That I, I like a lot of dogs. It's not crazy. You know, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. No matter, no matter how the team shift or who's sitting, who, or what playoff is on the line. One thing is steady and certain on DWMOD guys. Andy is on a dog. Yeah. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on, you know, I can already, the only maybe favorite you could talk me into are maybe like the Bengals and uh, the chargers. There you go. Yeah. That's a, maybe the two okay. favorites. And and the Bengals number is so high, I would just tease it or money line it because I think the Bengals want to win because I think they want to be above five hundred. And I don't yeah. think the Browns care, so they're already like so the Browns do no. not care. So the Browns are sitting everybody because they are one injury away from being out of this damn thing. They might let the practice squad play this game. Right. I mean, yeah. honestly, those are my two favorites. I think I would bet maybe in the Bills, and, and you know, and also yeah. if you thought the Chiefs were bad this year, wait till you see their backups. Ugh. It's going to be bad. Hey, hey, if a bunch of backups get out there and start catching some balls, maybe they figure some shit out and then you yeah. cash in on that Super Bowl. Bet. <laughs> it's all Reed gets it. You know, I should have added that to knock it off with everybody with this. Uh, oh, it's no coincidence that the enemy left and now Mahomes is struggling. And I'm like, stop. Guys are dropping balls. Right. I love the enemy. I'm all not right. dogging the enemy. I, no. I was an advocate for the enemy on the yeah. show. You know how people are going to tear me apart now. Oh, you just hate the enemy. No, I don't. I, I was a giant advocate for him getting a job. I love the enemy. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. No. N- nothing to do with it. Guys can't catch the football. They can't. You know, so knock it off on that. All right, man, let's get into the big pick six. Let's jump into game number one. Anthony's going to be joining us remotely, though. This guy, you know, he's a shaker, he's a mover. He's on set somewhere. So he's sending me in some stuff, and I'm going to plug it in here. But he'll be live with us next week. But let's jump into the first game here now. We got the Texans minus one at the Colts. The over-under is 47. We already set it up. Texans have to win the game to win the division. Colts have to win the game to get in the playoffs, or they're out. They've got no shot if they lose. they got to win the game. 
Um, now these teams, they haven't seen each other since week two. Richardson had the great game, beat the Texans. Stroud hadn't come into his own yet. You know, we remember all that. That was week two. Stroud's going to be the hands down rookie of the year, hands yep. down rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. And if he doesn't miss two games, Andy, I might argue they'd be resting guys this week because they had the division locked up. Am For I crazy? Sure. No, no. I think you're absolutely right because the yeah. the Jacks are like eight and three and now they're what, eight and eight, eight, seven, nine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and those are games that the Texans could have won, but this guy had to miss two. So now they're in this spot that they're in. Will Anderson might be defensive rookie of the year. So you, I mean, he's right behind Jalen Carter. He's the number two in odds and they're not too far apart. Yeah. He's you know, closed the game a lot in the last three or four weeks. Yeah, somebody, I mean, now, somebody on this podcast has a as a uh, uh, Will Anderson rookie of the defensive rookie of the year ticket. So we're uh, we're, we're good on you because I know hoping. it ain't me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pulling for you, but like your point you just made about Josh Allen, man. If Will Anderson goes nuts, they win this game and they win the division. He's going to get it over a struggling Carter and the Eagles team. I'm so with you. right there, Texans showing you how to draft. Right, hey, eat it for a couple of years, build up on the interior a little bit, get your quarterback, get your defender. Boom. They, I mean, they look great. Now Minshew, I got to give him credit. Minshew has done a great job stepping in for the Colts. They've been extremely competitive. He's been very good. He's done beyond expected, man. I got to give him a nod. Uncle Rico is, is tearing it up there. Yep. Um, I mean, I had them for five wins this year and Minshew, Minshew took them to a lot more than that, more than I thought he would. Um, I also have a bet on the Houston Texans to win the division. Mm. I took that out earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was good odds back then, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, so I'm pulling for the Texans here. So guys, give me the Texans minus one, and I'm going to take the over here. What are you going to do, Andy? Uh, you know, about that division winner, like, again, we I think we do it every year. Like, these low odds, you always should put a little on it, right? Because you sure. never know in the NFL. You never you never know. And a lot of years you're going to get the, the Chiefs and, you know, San Francisco, like these guys have won a lot of division titles. The Chiefs won like eight in a row. I get it. But you, you got to, you just got to take a swing, right? It doesn't hurt to swing. Uh, you know, I I have a teaser. Uh, I got the Texans a plus one. I sent it to you. I had an Alabama, Washington, and Texans. So I got the Texans up to seven. Okay. Uh, I, I, I like the Texans as a dog. I like them as a dog. I generally don't love when the team that starts out as a dog flips to the favorite. I just I don't like I it's not for me. That then yeah. that tells me too much, too much is on. Everybody thinks the Texans are gonna win. So we're all on the Texans. It I find it hard. I have thought about it. It's a divisional game, a rookie quarterback, still a rookie, regardless, on the road. The game is important. It's in Indianapolis. I I like the Colts. I like the Colts here. And I, I think the Colts, I give me. Give me the dog. And they're like a plus one. Hopefully it'll go up before kickoff. Like if, if the game stayed Texans plus one or two, I think I'd be on the Texans. But it's flipped so much. I, I, I'm i on the Colts. I, I just think the Colts is the right side. I, I think their defense right. is terrible. But I just want I want the home team in a divisional game. That's what I want. So right. give, me, give me the home team. A little more experienced quarterback. Not as good as Stroud, but – uh, Colts can run, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. So it's going to be a great game, but I, I'm on the Colts. Colts. And what are you doing on the over under, man? Uh, I like the over. You like the over in this I think one? It's going to be a lot of, I don't think that it's not like the Texans can st stop the Colts and Colts can't stop the Texans. Yeah. I think it's a pretty simple over here. Well, let's see what Andy has to say. Or uh, Sorry. Anthony has to say he's checking in, man. Always yeah. a pleasure. 
to pick games and be horribly wrong most of the time, but still fun nonetheless. Let's go ahead and jump right into the AFC South. I'm riding high with Coach Ryans. I think he's going to finish second in voting for Coach of the Year behind Stefanski. And I think it's going to be a shootout, which the Texans have proven they can win this year. So I'm going to take the Texans at minus one and the over at 47. All right, Diego. Hey, he's on Texans and the over. So you're standing alone on the Colts there. And let me tell you why that's important now, guys. This is the final week of this contest. And I forgot to mention this before we laid out these picks here. Last week, uh, Andy, you were on fire, my man. Five yeah. and one. You went yeah. five and one. Now, minus two in the over-under, but kind of doesn't matter at this point with that tiebreaker because mine's so horrible. Yeah. And uh, the guest pickers is so far ahead of both of us. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But five and one puts you right back in this thing, man. I mean, right back in this thing because I went one and five. Hmm. I went one and five, and our guest, Laser Jim Starr from American Gladiators, he went two and four. So what looked like an unsurmountable amount yeah. of games that needed to be yeah. made up going into the last week has now taken us here. The totals right. for the season. Andy, you're at 46 and 44. All right? Minus seven on the over-under. Doesn't matter. 46 and 44. I am at 48 and 42. Okay. All right. You closed that gap immensely last week. A right. bad, bad week for me, man. And the guest picker is at 49 and 41. So they're up one game on me. They're up three games on you. Five games on the docket this week. Um, man, it's up for grabs. And right, there it is right there. Colts could put you one step closer right yeah. now, my man. Let's go. Let's go, Gardner Minshew. Let's go. Hey, it is right there. It's right there for the taking. So let's um, jump into this next game real quick. Um, we got the Saints minus three and a half, right? That's the next game we're yeah. doing here. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, right? The Bears. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Saints, Falcons plus three and a half at the Saints. The over under is 42 and a half on this one. And listen, I'm going to keep it simple here for you guys. You know, I've been on Falcons all year, Andy, in certain spots. I'm like, they can yeah. run the ball, they play defense, they could squeeze this one out. It's helped me sometimes, burned me more than it did. Help me. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep it simple here, man. I'm off the Falcons. I'm off the Falcons here, man. The Saints win their division chance. Falcons win their division chance. We already talked about all that. Saints have seemed to finally calm down the locker room. We've been playing some good football the last couple of weeks. There's no okay. doubt about that. This is a home game for them. I just think that they're gonna take this one. Um, and listen, they can still make the playoffs even if they lose, but. I think they really want to win this thing and win the division. I'm going to take the Saints minus the three and a half and give me the under. Where are you at on this one? I'm on the opposite side. I'm, I'm on. I, I already. I, I'm not even doing this to to <laughs> just go opposite where you're doing. Give me the hook. Give me the hook. The Falcons are in nothing but crazy games all the time. Also, yeah. like, wh who are the Saints to be getting any point? Three and a half. Saints aren't any good. David Carr. He's not any good. Their coach is not any good. And, and not that Atlanta's coach is any good. But I, I like there's no world where the Saints should be like three, four, five against a team that's it's like the Spider-Man meme game. It's like these two teams are kind of the same. Like they're both not very good. One team likes to run, the other team yeah. kind of wants to pass a little more. But outside of that, like the defense, like I'll just take the I'll take the Falcons kicker to to get me a win. I this is a, to me a money line play as well. Like I, I like if I'm doing like a round robin, this is one of the teams I got in the round robin with okay. Atlanta 
you know, with a few others that might be coming up. So like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm Atlanta. I, I, you know, I kind of think it's going to be, I, I, the under is beautiful, but I'm going to take the over. I think there's going to take the over. I think it's the only way Atlanta wins. So like, is it's not going to be a defensive shootout and Atlanta's not going to win 13 to 10. If Atlanta wins, it's going to be 27, 24, 27, 21. So I, I got to ride on the over and I got to ride with Atlanta. Okay. Hey, we're flipping sides here because all season long on this show, it has been me saying, you know, I'm going to take the Falcons here. And you're going, no way, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have back. flipped it. I'm here. I'm here at the end. And this is going to be ironic if that ends up burning me. But hey, let's see what Anthony's picking in this one. I think the Saints kind of, you know, they, they wasted all their good plays last week against the Tampa Bay Bucks, a game they needed and coincidentally got and they did that on the road but now they go back home and I think the Falcons are just going to be pretty hungry to end the season on a high note uh, being pretty you know middle of the road all year so I'm going to take the Falcons at plus three and a half I'm going to do something out of the ordinary for me I'm going to take the under I just don't see Derek Carr repeating what he did last week this week and I don't see the Saints defense stepping up as big as they did but I'm going to take the under and I'm give me the Falcons at three and a half all right. He's saying, you know what? He's on the same team as you and kind of for the same reason. He, the Saints just can't get it done. He don't think so. He, but he it's took great, the under. It's a great spot to bet against the Saints too, because we just saw them win on the road in a huge game. And so like, this is classic, classic Saints letdowns coming. Here we come. That could be, could be. And, and, and Arthur's job is on the wall is on the line here with the Falcons. They lose this game. He's fired. He's fired, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. He's got to win to stick around. All right, that takes our next game. It's Bears plus two and a half at Lambeau Field against the Packers. Over under here is 43 and a half. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a few things here for me. Um, the Bears have won five of their last seven seven games. They've won five of the last seven games. Um, Fields is playing like he wants to stay in Chicago and get his payday. He's let him know that, you know, he realizes that his career in Chicago is dependent on it. He's been playing really well. But the story for me in the media is fields, fields, fields. And no, that's not the story with the Bears right now. It's defense. The Bears yep. defense, since picking up sweat, has been phenomenal. In their last five games, they've only given up 20 points once. And that was to the loss to the Browns, which was a crazy finish. That yep. was a crazy finish. So they really haven't even given up 20 points in the last five games. All right, Packers, playoffs are on the line for them. We know how, what the story is there. Jordan loves the story here. He's been playing great. The kid's getting better every week. He looks like they made the right choice. I like him. You and I were both on the Packers to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season when we broke this broke this thing down, no doubt about it. Um, but I'm going to say this. Jordan Love looks really, really good. Does he look like I'm never going to bet against him, especially with a hot defense coming in? Not to me. Not to me, buddy. I, I'm going to hate myself. I'm going to hate myself right now and point out what I'm going to take the Bears here, man. And maybe the NFC North isn't as shitty as everybody joked about. Now, there's some good football teams in this division right now. I'm going to take the Bears plus the two and a half and give me the over. What do you think? We're going to agree on this one. I, I you know, I, I admit while you're talking, like he's going to take the Bears. Do I jump to the Packers? Did cross my mind, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, John. I I, uh, I think the the Bears again. You said five to seven. The two they lost. They, I think they should have won. They yeah. should be. They had the Lions. I, somehow they unbelievably whatever. And the Browns. They should beat the Browns. 
I remember I had a I had him in a round robin, and I was like, "Come on, this is money." And then somehow they lost that Browns game. Yeah, I'm with you. The Bears again, you know, like right kind of remind me of last year's Lions team, where it started slow and then kind of caught fire in the last like eight, seven, eight, nine games. Even last year, the Lions went into Lambeau and won and, and mm-hmm. ruined. And I, I think the Bears get the opportunity to do that. Uh, the The problem is. The, I think in this game is like if it's just it's under a field goal. I w- if it gets to a field goal, yeah, definitely give me the Bears because I think it's going to be that close. Under a field goal, now now you're just kind of picking like who's going to win. And the Packers definitely can get one last lucky drive. The other the other last thing is that you know how I like to bet against the team we all just saw in the national TV game, and yes. that was the Green Bay Packers who just destroyed Minnesota on that Sunday night game. So everybody's like, hey, the Packers are good. Also, Vikings were really bad. So. Yeah. I got to stick with that. So I got to take the Bears at plus two and a half. I would tell you, wait to get to three. See if it goes back up Sunday. If it doesn't, just money line the Bears. So money line, Bears, over. Uh, is this the start of the Lambeau curse? Two years in a row, home game to make the playoffs, and they get beat by a, a astounding underdog? This is the Lambeau curse, man. Hashtag that. Well, let's see what Anthony had to say about this one, man. Same thing. I'm going to take the dog on the road. Um, I think Justin Fields is you know, having a uh, momentous last couple game push to stay the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I think the fans are finally embracing it with the chance from last week. Uh, Jordan Love's been playing great. He really has, but I think the the Bears are coming in more emotional with this one, and it's more of a, you know, not for the playoffs, but just for personal vendettas against the Packers going into their house. I'm going to take the over on this. All right, there you go, man. We're all pretty much on the same yep. page there. I, but you took the over or the under, Andy? I took the over. I, I, I took, took the whole overs. Yeah, so, well, that's not like you either, man. So. Yeah. We'll see, That's man. We'll see. Like, these guys are just trying not to get hurt, man. They're trying to – it's that old <laughs> NBA thing, right? And the uh, when the NBA team slowly get out, they get in the huddle, they put their hands in the middle and go, one, two, three, Cancun. You know, yeah. like, one, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> That's kind of what the NFL guys are doing. One, two, three, Cancun. So they don't want to yeah. get hurt. Over. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get hurt. You're 100% you don't get right hurt on now. It. If you made it the whole season, this is the no. worst time to get hurt. So yeah, you absolutely do not want to do that. You're dead right. Let's one, jump two, into this last NFL game. Giants plus five at Philly. The over under is Giants, by the way. Philly's at the Giants. Oh, it's at the Giants. I misspoke there. Uh, Philly laying five to the Giants uh, in New Jersey. The over under here is 42, guys. Um, listen, the Giants have been pesky all year. Yes. I mean, they've been pesky and then they look like trash and then they beat somebody and then they get pesky. I mean, they're like a shitty hornet's nest out on your deck, right? Every once in a while, they give you trouble and then you just knock them off and they're done. But Philly is unraveling, man. They are unraveling fast. And here's what I think is going on with Philly real quick. I'll break it down. This is a team that has lived together in their in their game aspect of we'll grind out a win, right? The defense tolerates what the offense does, and the offense tolerates what the defense does because neither one of them been on the same page ever because they're grinding out field goal wins. You can't beat them. And their whole moniker is the brotherly shove is the moniker for their season. Just get us right there, and we'll take the game. Well, when you're not winning, fingers start getting pointed. And now the offense blaming the defense, defense blaming the offense, and they're both falling apart at the same time. I don't like Philly at all here. Um, I just don't. But can they lose this many in a row? I mean, it really means nothing to them unless Dallas gets beat. But we all know Dallas is not going to lose this last game to Washington. That's not happening. So Philly, they 
I don't know. They really don't have anything to play for here. They're kind of stuck where they're at in playoff mode. Damn the Cardinals for beating Philly last week because now the Lions are going to go on the road. And anyway, but I'm going to I'm going to say if the Giants win this game, they go from being a top 10 pick to like being in the mid teens. They don't want that either. Right. Yeah. So this is tough, man. I think both teams don't care if they lose this game. So give me the better football team. Give me Philly minus five as the Giants roll over in the fourth quarter. And I'm going to take the over. What do you think? Well, do you remember last year, Washington Dallas played in week 18. Do you know the score of that game was? I don't remember. I don't remember. Six to six. Sam Howell's first game as a starting quarterback and Washington beat Dallas. Beat him 26 to six. Uh, There's no way. I would put a dollar on this Eagles team, a plus five at home. They're on the road against the Giants. Look, there's a possibility. I'm going to throw this possibility out there. If you're right that Dallas is not going to lose to Washington, it scored halftime, let's say, of that Cowboys-Washington game. Yeah. is 24 to three. Just throw it out there. Philly is going to see that score. And then what is Philly going to do? You think Philly is going to bring their guys out in the second? You think Hurts is going to play in the third quarter? There's no way. There's no way Hertz plays that game. I think if they're going to be like, look, we we got it. Maybe we'll play midway through the third. And if it goes, that Dallas and Washington game is like start of the fourth, 31 to 10, 34 to 10. The Phillies pulling everybody. And at that point, I'll be thrilled to have a Giants ticket because I, I like Philly doesn't care. I, I think the Giants will care. I don't know if they'll win, but I, I think they're going to try to win. So uh, I just I, – I fear in this game that the if you're right and Dallas destroys Washington and, and that, that is what – I mean, everybody's destroying Washington. Then Philly's going to pull their dudes in the third. And there's no need – there's no need to get them hurt. So yep. I'd rather I'd rather be on the Giants. I'm the Giants in the over. Giants in the over. You know what, buddy? That might be your second dart of the show. It's an excellent point. If that's a blowout at the half, why is Philly playing anybody? If no other reason than Sirianni going, hey, we we got to write this thing, man. So we got to keep playing. We got to keep you guys on the field. We got to get this thing going. Let's get our confidence back. Let's roll the score up. But I think injury is a bigger concern in the NFL, and I think you're probably more right than I am on and that one. Same thing Campbell's going to do. Campbell's like, look, it's not going to matter to Campbell. And so that's it's a reason to take the Vikings. Now, the problem is the Lions may be up 25 at that point, right? And yeah. you're going to lose. But if the game's like within seven and he pulls everybody, you're going to be thankful to have a Vikings ticket. Yeah, that's true. It's a very good point. That's a very good point. A little more risky in that Lions game, though, as you say. But, yeah, I, I take your point here with this this game with Philly. You know, I think you make a great point. I think it's a great dart. Um, let's see what Anthony thinks. Now you got the Giants and Philly. You know, if you were going to ask me last week, would the Philly, would Philly lose? I would have said no. If you would ask me the week before, would they have lost three in a row? You know, prior to the fourth in a row, I would have said no. So I'm still going to stay strong on that because it is the Giants and you don't know what you're going to get at quarterback this week. I mean, last week was awesome. But I think Philly is going to bounce back right before the playoff push. I mean, they really kind of have to. And I'm going to take uh, Philly. But I'm going to take the over of 42. Yeah, there you go. You knew he was sticking with his buddy. He's sticking with his buddy. By the way, the Giants are an absolute live money line dog play. Like you, like you've got to do it. it to Definitely. me, it's like, it is it is there for the taking because I do believe if you and I believe Dallas is going to beat Washington. I think Philly's going to pack it in, and when they do. You don't want that money line. 
Yeah. I, you know what, dude? I think that's great advice. I think I'm going to take that one for sure. So for in a rare case here on DWMOD, I am going to disagree with myself, but I can't change, I can't change that pick now, man. I'm on it. So let's yeah. jump into the national championship game. Uh, we got Michigan laying four to the Washington Huskies. The over-under here is 55 and a half. Uh, listen, the dogs have been a great story, right? They have been a great story all year, and all they do is grind out wins. Even when it seems like they're not going to get it, they get it. They have just been a phenomenal story. I mean, even that Texas game, I, there wasn't a doubt in my mind through the majority of that game until that last drive when my man couldn't get off the field that they were going to lose the game. I just felt like the whole way, like, they're going to win this game, man. They had it. Um, they've, got, they've got the best O-line in the country, according to awards. Uh, they were handed the best offensive line in the country. Prediction, a lot of NFL teams are going to miss on Penix and pass on him, and they're going to regret it. Um, I'm going to give you another prediction. It's midnight for Cinderella. It's midnight for Cinderella because awards are great, but Michigan has the best O-line in the country. Michigan has the best interior defense in the country. We saw it in the Bama game. Outside all those special teams, mishaps, screw-ups, and guffaws, which were abundant for Michigan, I mean, if you just take those out of the game, they dominated Bama. The game's not even close. Uh-huh. You take those points off the game that Bama got handed balls in the red zone and stuff, it's not even close. They yeah. dominated them, sure. they bullied them. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the case here, man. This is going to be a run heavy game for Michigan. They're not going to go into that Bama offensive game plan where they're a little bit intimidated by a speed and strong defense of Bama. And you want to catch them off guard, get them in different situations and motions and little screens and keep them honest. They're not going to play like that against Washington. They're going to absolutely line up and hammer the ball down their throat. That's what they think they can do. Uh Um, And that, that to me is going to be way too much for the Washington Huskies. I think Michigan takes this thing. Michigan's not going to be interested in mixing up the offense. Like I just said, that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be run, run, run for the maize and blue. They're going to hammer this thing, grind the clock, eat up the yards, and just really bully Washington. So give me Michigan minus the four and the over. Uh, what do you think, man? Are you taking the over or the under? I'm sorry, the under. What did I say over? Under. Under. Yeah, yeah. Michigan minus four and the under. We're going to be on the opposite sides, my man. That's just the way it's going to be. Look, uh, to me, there's something poetic about a Pac-12 team uh, winning in the last year of the Pac-12's ultimate existence. You know, I, I think people are gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear be like that running back's very important to Washington. Like, I don't think it matters. They're not gonna run on Michigan. That's not how Washington's going to beat Michigan. Mm-mm. Washington's gonna beat Michigan through the air. Washington defense not very good. Michigan is going to Coram's gonna have like three 50 yard bangers. I mean, he's gonna like. The Washington's defense is bad, but they they don't care. Like they're they're willing, I think, to to play that style. Like, sure, you know, you you can do this. We'll we'll just have Penix. I like that Rome Adunzo kid. I think he's really good. I, I also think it's a really great matchup for Penix because I think Penix was at Indiana. I think he's not. It, it's not like he's going to be afraid of Michigan. He's going to be like last time I played Michigan. He he has beaten Michigan more recently than Ohio State has beaten Michigan. So he beat them 38, 21 and 20 in 20. I think it was 20. So like at Indiana with a way worse team and he's the same quarterback. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm uh, I think it's a, it's an overplay for me. I love the over in this game. I don't think the defense is, I just think it's going to become a shootout. I think eventually it's going to be like Washington's tempo is going to win to me this game. And it's going to be, you know, now, Michigan may beat them, but I don't think they're going to blow them out. 
I think the final score is I, I, I would be on I'm going to be on the Washington money line. The final score is something like 38, 34, 38, 31. I think eventually Michigan kind of can't hang with them. And I, I just think it's going to be Penix. I think it's it's going to be all Penix. I, I'll give me Penix over McCarthy for sure. So I, I want to have the best quarterback and that, that's where I want the money to go. So I'm taking Washington in the over. All right, man. Hey, that's, that's fair <laughs> enough. And, and just one last point I'll make about the Penix thing that I missed on my sheet and you reminded me of is Penix is a guy that he likes to deliver the ball on time. He throws great deep balls. Everything's timing patterns and he's money. The most accurate guy I've seen yeah. in a long time. But we also saw in that Bama game, Michigan is great at flooding the pocket from the inside out. They're going to force him out of that pocket. His timing routes are going to get, you know, he's he's going to have to scramble around and make some plays, and that's not his strong suit. I, right. I just think the Michigan defense is too much for him. I think they they flood the interior pocket, and he's off rhythm. But well, I hey. think, yeah, I also think Washington's going to – I think they're going to get it out quick. I think left-handed quarterbacks are also just always a little tricky. weird, right? They're tricky for the, these teams. Uh, I, I think this Washington coach kind of – he's going to kind of Dan Campbell it up here a little bit. I mean, he was doing it against Texas when they're up like 13, like running flea flickers. I'm like pulling my hair out, right? I'm like, what are you doing? Because, you know, we're on Washington. I'm like, just run the ball. Just, just run, run the ball. The ball. I'm trying to get the under in this game somehow. So I, I just, I think like, I, I think Washington, I, it just, I, the whole world's on Michigan, I think. Yeah. Everybody's like, Michigan's the best football team. And it just doesn't feel like it to me. Like, I think, I think Washington has constantly been overlooked. Like they're always a dog. Sure, like they should lose to Utah. They should lose to USC. They should lose to Texas. And now they're now here we are. They should lose to Michigan. And I'm I'm just gonna take the team that I think has had a better schedule, has played tougher teams, and has just ultimately went. The Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten, and and it's just a fact. So I, give me the better conference this year, and that's why I was sure. me Washington. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you with it being poetic too, man, that in the last year of the Pac-12 here, we are going to have a true Rose Bowl game. It ain't at the Rose Bowl, this is the Rose Bowl, man. Pac-12 right. undefeated against Big Ten undefeated, and I think it's poetic that the Big Ten sends the Pac-12 packing in that situation. Yep. <laughs> Let's see what Anthony we has to Next say. year, too. We're going to get Washington, Michigan in like week two uh, next year. It's going to be fantastic, man. Here we go. Now for the big game. This game is just going to be great. First of all, the over, everyone vote the over. Everyone bet the over. Excuse me, vote the over. Everyone bet the over, 55 and a half. I don't know why. I just can't see Penix and Washington scoring less than 35 points. So I'm going to take uh, Michigan to win it all. I just think it's going to be super close. If it was, you know, take the line, I would just take Michigan. But but I'm going to take Washington with the points at the over with the caveat that I still think Michigan is going to win the game outright. Anyways, those are my picks. If you've listened to me on this podcast before, you know to probably do the opposite of what I said, but I'm happy to be a part of it once again. My Browns are the fifth seed no matter what, so it's a good time to be a Cleveland Browns fan. All right, man. I don't know what happened there. The screen went black there. He must have lost his feed, but (laughs) hey, he's in the same boat as you. You know, Michigan probably going to win the game, but not cover, and it's going to be the over. I'm on the Washington money line, bud. Let's go. Washington money line. Washington money line. If you're betting Washington plus four, you should, like, Anthony. You should take the money line. Take the money line. You got to do it, yeah. You got to do it. It's a no-brainer. So, you know, if you're looking for, like, a little round robin, this time I'm going to throw a couple at you. Sure. Off the top, Washington. 
Titans, Giants, Bears, Panthers, like Falcons, like whatever you, however you want to construct it. Those, those are teams. I think you, you absolutely gotta, gotta look at, you know, yeah. Look at those teams. It's a, it's a great dog money line round robin weekend. No doubt. I'll have one going. I'll have one going. Teams are going to bail. Teams are going to bail. And especially the teams there in the playoffs, especially when they start seeing scores, because they're going to see the scores. They're going to see the scores. So yeah, for those teams. I'm with you on that, man. That's another great point right there. You guys get some money, get paid from Andy, man. Have fun watching these games this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Hey, bet responsibly, drink yeah. responsibly, and have fun, man. As long as you keep shit in moderation, you can keep it under control. Get you some old English 800. Get the orange juice going brass monkeys early on the West Coast, Andy. Get yourself going for these games, and I'm sure we'll be checking in with each other, brother. Yeah, man. Take that Ravens money line, too. Do yep. it. Mike Tomlin, yeah. that's favorite. We never do. We never, never do. It. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. We'll be on it. All right, man. We'll see you next time, brother. Good yeah. luck this weekend. Let's win some money. Let's do it. It's time for another episode of All Right Bet. <laughs> <laughs>